When Grandma died, I mourned so hard that for years a nice breeze would leave me frozen. I would see her bangs lift that final time she was outside as they loaded her into the ambulance. I remember thinking, feel that, Grandma? That fall breeze? Can you feel the beauty of the world on your body? I cared for her full time when she was sick. And by the time she died, I was in love with my grandmother. For years, I dreamt of her. I dreamt I saw her in mirrors. I dreamt of her lips pursed in thought. I dreamt of her nail beds, her certainty, the sound of her knitting. She would appear to me sitting, as the Irish so often are, in crowded rooms, talking and laughing. Realizing it was a dream, I'd be as still as I could trying to extend my time with her smile. For years after Grandma died, flying terrorized me. It wasn't the height or the speed or the being closed in. I couldn't escape the knowledge that she wasn't where I'd left and she wasn't where I was going. And in fact, she was not anywhere on the whole earth beneath me. And then, sitting still, sweating, phone off and put away, I would see competing realities. An overhead storage bin and her pained, confused face above jutting collarbones. Lights leading to exits and her leg, dark purple and peeling dying on her body. Gripped by her pain, I would shake my head vigorously and reach for the armrest. While flight attendants announced, I'd hear her whisper in a dark hospital room which dress she wanted to wear to her funeral. My mind would run through her whole illness. It always ended the same way. Twelve years after her death, I no longer have flashbacks. Still, Grandma comes to me regularly. Now she joins me when I take ketamine, treatment for my lifelong depression. She's nicer in death than she was in life. She never yells anymore. She doesn't cry unexpectedly, and she's always sober. For this treatment, I lay down at home four times weekly. Cozy, blindfolded, headphones drowning out Chicago. I place a foul-tasting lozenge under my tongue, and I try to get to know myself. I try to surrender, to allow. I notice things. I realize again that it's not my fault. Warm and tucked, I wonder how it came to this, and I cry. Bebop at my feet, I see Grandma waltzing, and I smile. I make small, odd noises. I see my life before disability the accomplished one I had till 29, as a forcing, performing, pushing, working, drinking, striving, blaming, forcing, crying, desperate, sad, overwhelmed, and forcing it kind of life. Ketamine helps me remember that I didn't like that life either, that capable life, and I hope the realization will help me mourn it less. Surely there's purpose to this life too, this limited life. 
my grandmother knew long before I did. She saw that as I traveled the world and built a career, I was eating myself from the inside. When I left for Oxford, she wrote me, remember, second best is also fine. It takes all kinds to make a good world. In March of this year, soon after we met, Demond laughed, relieved, and mused. You're not coy. No, I said, yearning to explain, to be clear and honest for once. It's been a hard 10 years. We've grown closer and closer, and now, when I lay with a foul-tasting lozenge under my tongue, he holds me, naked, quiet, present. Sometimes he whispers beautiful things to me, and I can't believe my luck. He's blind, and in his arms you can tell. My partner understands loss. He knows grief. He's seen that control is an illusion. And like me, he feels what's important. Today, sadness still stills my mind. My heart always races. I often wake for the day at 2 a.m. But these days, we also dance in kitchens. I taught him to waltz. I showed him the spinniest Irish folk dance I know, and we fell over each other, dizzy and laughing, grasping for countertops. Bebop jumped up on her hind legs, reaching for us and joining in our joy. Now we lay in bed for hours and always seem to yes and. In stores, we hold hands for practical reasons. It makes strangers call us lovebirds. He often cocks his head to one side, trying to make sense of my non sequiturs. He understands that my mind works strangely now after 16 seizures and so many drugs. He's kind about it. Coy? God, no. Please come closer. You're beautiful, and it's been a hard 10 years.